0: The following podcast has been brought to you by Catholic Digital Resources. Visit the website catholicdr.com for downloadable parish resources. At Catholic Digital Resources, you can find faith-building bulletin inserts on the Sunday Scriptures, RCIA materials, ready-made PowerPoints for catechists, faith-sharing materials for Bible study groups and small Christian communities, and much more. Download Faith Formation Resources and Evangelization tools from Catholic Digital Resources at catholicdr.com.
1: What do you suppose has been Satan's number one strategy in our lifetimes to suppress the church, to suppress Christianity, to suppress the spread of Christianity, and the effectiveness of Christianity? I think the first thing that comes to most of our minds is you know The world's temptations, the world's ideas that are, um, that are leading people away from church or away from the idea that they, they need to go to church or need to have a personal relationship with God or that God is even real. Uh, the, the things that keep people away from the faith or pull people away from the faith. I mean, we all know people, don't we, um, who, have, who have once had faith. And have left, um, have been succumbing to the ways of the world. I know in my generation, um, you know, and I'm in my 60s, in my generation, there are a lot of parents in Western cultures, the advanced cultures, especially um, such as the United States where I live, um, a lot of people in my generation who have grown children who have left the faith that they were raised in. It's a very common thing, it's a very heartbreaking thing and 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 I know that there's a lot of of worried, troubled uh, parents out there who have been praying for many, many years, myself included, for the reconversion of people that we have known who once had faith, even strong faith, and no longer practice it or even. Have any faith at all. Well, as obvious as that seems to be Satan's number one strategy, pulling people away through the world's logic, the world's wisdom, including moral relativism, which I think is the epitome of how this is done, I believe that there is something more, something else. Here it is. This is what I believe. Satan's number one strategy is to convince Christians to be nice. Yeah, to be nice. And that's all. How many of us go about our Christian day being nice and feeling like we are doing our Christian duty? Yes, being nice can be very holy. But there are atheists who are nice too and there are satan worshipers who are nice too you know and they're they're nice in order to to hide their evil doings anyone can be nice but a christian is called to so much more than that and let me ask you this question would you say jesus was always nice would you say saint paul was always nice in his letters to the corinthians for example was he always nice no was saint peter always nice to you know read the book of acts was he nice to everybody he encountered no would you say saint padre pio was always nice no we need to dig deeper to understand what is nice And what is holy? Because if we are not getting into trouble as Christians, we are too nice. And the world doesn't change when we're just being nice. We cannot conquer evil when we are just being nice. We cannot convert sinners. We cannot evangelize people. We cannot get people to come back to the faith or come back to church by just being nice. In John 6, verse 29, Jesus said, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. We all know that we are called to do the work of God. Everyone, all of us, every Christian is called not just to go to church, but to do the work of God. Every time I go to Sunday Mass, I see a lot of nice Christians. And many of them are not fully participating in the Mass. Many of them are there because they believe they're supposed to be there. Um, It's their duty. It's their Christian responsibility. When they do that, they're fine. Um, This is what will get them into heaven. These nice people are very often not singing along in the, with the songs uh, or saying the words that we are all supposed to be praying together the nice christians in the pews are also you and me as we just do what everybody else is doing and and, and yes even if we are fully participating in the mass we're being nice And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not just about being nice. I'm saying that when we go to Mass and we are nice to the people around us, great, but what if somebody sitting next to us is not fully participating in the Mass? That gives us a clue that they need to be evangelized. And what do we do about that after Mass? you know do we even do the nice thing of inviting them out to dinner so that we can have develop a, a relationship with them and and evangelize them help them become alive in the faith in other words being nice isn't enough we need to be friendly we need to be outgoing. We need to be brave. We need to be courageous. We need to step out of our comfort zones. And and that's a biggie. We need to step out of our comfort zones so that we can make a difference in the lives of others. Helping them come alive in the faith. If they're there in church, come help them to become more alive in the faith. If they're not in church, help them to... Realize that there is so much more that God offers them than what they are now experiencing, coming fully alive in the faith, inviting them to do that. And being nice alone is never going to accomplish that. As I said, in John 6:29, Jesus said, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. And then... Later on, in the Gospel of John, we read, and this is from chapter 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus is saying this. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay? We know this. He is the way, the truth, and the life. How many people do we encounter every day who is headed to hell? who does not know or believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we are just nice all the time, people are going to go to hell because of that. Take a look again at this scripture from John chapter 14. I am the way and the truth and life. That is verse 6. Skip a little bit ahead and In the same chapter, Jesus says, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me, whoever believes that I am the way, the truth, and the life, will do the works that I do. And what did he say in John 6? This is the work of God that you believe in the one he sent. Okay, What does that mean? Looking in the context of of John 14 here, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these. That's verse 12. And whatever you ask in my name I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Why do we want the Father glorified? So that people are converted to God, so that people get to heaven. God wants to be glorified so that people get to know who he is and that he's real and that he cares and that he is powerful and he is greater than all the evil that's on the earth. And he is a God who will get us into eternal life in heaven, and that we want to spend eternity with him. And in verse 14, If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. Let me look at this again with you. I'm going to read this all together and insert one extra line of my own. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Proclaim it and then show it. That's an important key. That's what I want to really get across in this episode of this podcast. I'm the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So proclaim it and then show it. Amen. Amen. I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. Will, in other words, show that Jesus is the way the truth, and the life, and the way to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we need to proclaim it and then show it. Amen, amen, Jesus says, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it because Satan's number one strategy is to help us all be nice Christians and help us to feel satisfied with that, that we are doing enough by being nice. Satan has made us, the body of Christ on earth today, many of us, much of the body, impotent. Satan has disempowered us so that Whatever we ask the Father whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, it doesn't happen. He isn't glorified because whatever we ask in the name of Jesus doesn't happen. Or many of the things, the majority of things that we that we've asked for. We all have long lists of things that we've asked for and haven't gotten answers to. Why not? So we rationalize, well, it's because, you know, God's answer to this is no. Well, let me ask you this. Let me, let's me let put this into a, a different perspective. When you're in pain, and you ask Jesus to heal you, and you don't get a healing, why would God want you to stay in pain? Okay, there might be something to learn from the pain. There might be something He wants to accomplish through the doctors and medicine. There might be... Uh, a mortification a a sacrifice he wants us to make for purification you know my husband and I often say we're cutting short our purgatory time from this pain that we're suffering now well that, that can be very true but what is also very true is pain is a distraction that keeps us from being fully focused on God or and or keeps us from fully being his instrument in this world. Keeps us from from helping others um, or or from paying attention to the needs of others because we're focused on our pain. We can't help it. Pain does that. Pain makes us focus on ourselves. God designed our bodies to have pain be a wake-up call that says, hey, something is wrong and needs to be fixed. But... Do we believe that God can fix it? God works through doctors, yes. And that's probably the second thing we should do. The first thing, pray. Ask God to to help us be healed and then go to the doctor. But continue praying and expect that God is going to do something powerful in order to to, not only to heal us of the pain, but to help us grow stronger in faith and get our minds off of ourselves, our focus off of ourselves, and, and onto God, and help others get their minds onto God. What kind of a witness are we that God really cares if we're walking around in miserable pain all the time? We need to realize that Being a Christian, we have been commanded by Jesus. When he says, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works I do and even greater ones than these. I mean, what's a greater one? You know, what's greater than what Jesus did? Okay, Jesus walked on water. How many of us have walked on water? Jesus raised people from the dead. There are people today who have been raised from the dead through people who are strong in the knowledge and faith that God really still does miracles today. But so many of us, myself included, have been trapped in the lie that comes from our advanced civilizations where science is, is the God and logic is the God and now we have um, our own wills becoming God that, through moral relativism. Uh, where our eyes are not on the true God and we are not taking literally seriously God's commands to be his instrument in the world not just proclaiming that Jesus is the way the truth and the life but showing it showing it demonstrating it god's divine power is what convinces people that the truth is true god's divine supernatural power intervening in people's lives backs up the words that we speak when we say that god really cares and that God is greater than any problem, and that God is greater than all evil. Without that divine power breaking through, in us and through us, into the world, we are just being nice Christians, living our lives, rationalizing why we don't see miracles, so that we feel okay about it. But I believe that someday we are going to come face to face with Jesus on our as as we give it our final breath on earth, and Jesus is going to say, Why didn't you do what I asked you to do? Why didn't you pray with the belief that I was telling you the truth when I said you will do greater works than me? And... Even the same works as Jesus. I mean, let's, let's, the greater works, I think, it's for example, Jesus did not have the tools to make podcasts, you know, 2,000 years ago. And at the end of this podcast, as in all of my Footsteps to Heaven's episodes, when I share a word of knowledge of what I believe the Lord has given to me to share with the podcast listeners, they are all about they are they are all designed for the purpose of demonstrating god demonstrating not me because i can't do it god demonstrating his divine power to show that he really cares this is why i am adding this to the end of each episode i I'm convinced that he has been emphasizing that because this this world is in such a bad shape, and this these in my culture and other other cultures are very um, wrapped up in atheism and paganism and not following Christ. God wants to turn that around. God wants to change that. God wants to make a big difference in the world. And we are his hands and feet. He does it through us. And we're just sitting on our hands being nice. Being chicken. Being afraid. That if I speak up and say, Hey, you're in pain, you're suffering. May I pray for you? What if we pray and nothing happens? This is what we think. Well, the question really is, What if I don't pray for this person? Well, nothing's going to happen, and not only that, I've denied God the opportunity to work through me. Maybe he won't work through me, maybe he will work through me, but I've got to give it a try. We need to be courageous Christians, boldly trusting God to fulfill the word that he gave Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and greater far than these. Let me share a little something with you. One of the reasons why this is the focus of this particular podcast is because this scripture from John 14 was the gospel reading from the Friday before I recorded this podcast. And we have daily reflections By the way, you know, I write reflections on the readings from Mass for every day of the week. And you can, if you're not subscribed to them yet, you can get subscribed to them by email and by WhatsApp through the Good News Ministries website, gnm.org. And the reflection that I had written for this particular scripture encountered a lot of problems in getting published a lot of things went wrong and one thing after another and it was so strange so many things going wrong that the team and i were going what in the world what's going on you know why is this happening apparently satan doesn't want this published apparently there's something in in this one that that satan doesn't like so you know, I took another look at what the the reflection was about, and I took a look at what the gospel reading was that the reflection was about. And I said, Well, yeah, Satan doesn't want people to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that we are called as Christians, as believers in Christ, to do the works and greater works than Jesus. Satan doesn't want us to get out of the trap of believing that we do not have within us the power for miracles. And when I say within us, I'm saying it is God within us that does it. I'm not saying that we have the power, but we have Jesus in us. Therefore, he wants to do what he did before. He wants to make a difference. He wants to heal people. And why? Pay attention to the book of Acts. When the church was first getting started, time and time again, first the word was proclaimed, and then, by signs and wonders, people were healed, people were converted. People became Christian. Not everybody became Christian who saw signs and wonders. But time and time again, you see in the book of Acts that more were added to their numbers. More were converted because of the twofold process. The word, the truth was proclaimed and it was followed up with signs and wonders. We live in an age where the word is not enough. People aren't believing the word. But signs and wonders are hard to disbelieve and they really say that God cares so all of you who are listening to this podcast let me reassure you that god cares about you and his divine power is active and alive and wants to become more so in you to demonstrate that that truth that i have shared here are three things that that i believe the lord revealed to me i mean it could have been my imagination Please let me know if it was not. If this speaks to you, contact me through my website, gnm.org. Go to the contact, you know, there's on the nav bar, there is a contact uh, button. So let me know because that'll build up my faith. And by the way, in past episodes, people have done that. And people are saying, wow, God was speaking to me through the word of knowledge that you received. So my friends, this does work. People are discovering through this ministry of sharing the word of knowledge at the end of my podcast. They're, they are learning better than before that God really knows them and cares about them. Okay, so the first, the first thing I'd like to share, I think that God showed me that someone has a pain in their right shoulder. And I felt the Holy Spirit give me this question to ask you. What cross are you carrying? You have the pain in the shoulder because of a cross you are carrying. And Jesus wants to heal your pain by helping you carry this cross. And he is saying to you, rely on me more heavily. Also, I felt that the Lord was saying that there are a number of people who are looking for a job and have been looking for a job for a very long time and praying for God's help and still not finding that job. And it's causing big financial problems. And it's a very scary situation. Jesus wants you to know that he has heard your prayer. He has not abandoned you but he wants you to cast your net on the other side. Remember how Peter and his and the other guys were out fishing all night and didn't catch anything? Do you think they never stopped to pray? I mean, they were strong believers. You know, they, they were good Jews. They, they, they believed in God. And then even after they had been following Christ for three years and they'd seen his crucifixion and seen his resurrection... And then they went fishing again and caught nothing overnight. You think they weren't praying for help? But they caught nothing. And then in the morning when, they, when they're giving up, they're pulling the boat in. It's like, well, didn't catch anything. Uh, I don't know how we're going to, uh, to earn our, our living today. There was Jesus on the shore and he said, cast your net on the other side. And they did, and they brought in a huge haul of fish. So much so that the net could have broken, but miraculously it did not. Jesus says to you, my friend, cast your net on the other side of your boat. Stop looking in the direction that seems logical, the direction that you want, the direction that you're used to going in, the direction of your comfort zone. I have something else for you and it will be an abundance for you. But start looking in another direction. Okay, and in a third word of knowledge, I saw an image of a very large church with a very small door at the base of it. And I saw someone standing at the door Facing, it, facing in, but not yet opening the door. And I see Jesus next to this person with a shepherd's staff. He is the good shepherd. And he is saying, Do not be afraid. You are heading in the right direction. Go in through this door. Do not be intimidated by the size of the project that lies ahead. If any of this speaks to you, my friend, please let me know. And to everyone who's listening to this podcast, let me give you the key to becoming God's instrument of doing the works that Jesus did in even greater ones, being his instrument of divine power so that we can change the world and lead others to Christ and build up the faith of those around us, starting with your own faith. Pray this prayer every morning. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders, or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at GNM.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit GNM.org today.